We are now officially in the era of first-party data. Whether that's through collecting email address, phone number, taking a quiz and getting skin type and body shape from your customer, or perhaps in the case of this episode, their search and search intent. What are your customers looking for and what are they finding on your site? In this episode, you'll learn about the power of on-site search, how you can use that search to inform the next blog article or support article that you're going to write, ways to avoid the zero results page and how detrimental this page can be to your store. Please never have a zero results page again after listening to this podcast. And a lot of best practices in optimizing your on-site search results in order to increase average order value and conversion rate by massive numbers. So let's take you to the future of on-site search for e-commerce. People want to feel known. Really building technology fast. The lack of personalization and consumer trust cost businesses $756 billion last year. Email itself is going to evolve into something very different. Automation. Messenger and SMS. Business process optimization. Customer experience. Inventory planning. Be more visual, be more tactile. What's the future of e-commerce? The heyday is just beginning. This episode is brought to you by DoFinder, the advanced on-site search platform for e-commerce. If you're looking to avoid the no results page and increase average order value and conversion rate on your site, maybe you've got hundreds of SKUs or a few different categories to choose from and you know that your customers are getting lost, DoFinder is the right solution for you. You can check them out at ecomtech.link forward slash DoFinder. That is E-C-O-M. T-E-C-H dot link, L-I-N-K, forward slash DoFinder, D-O-O-F-I-N-D-E-R. You'll learn more about DoFinder and find out if they are the right solution for you later in the episode. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is a little bit different as I have brought in a guest host, Lucas Walker. He hosts a myriad of podcasts over at RolledUp.io. I highly recommend you check them out. They are perfect for e-commerce store owners and entrepreneurs. Lucas is interviewing Victor from DoFinder, and they have a nice casual conversation about the state of on-site search as it is today, components that go into improving average order value and conversion rate, how to figure out what articles to write and do some customer development through analyzing your on-site search results, owning your own first-party data, as well as the future of e-commerce and on-site search. Let's get into it. Welcome, everyone. I am Lucas Walker, filling in as a guest host for the Future Commerce Podcast. You might recognize my voice from one of the gazillion pods I've done, but this is the Lucas Walker Show. This is all about helping you find better tech to help your store perform better. Joining me today is the Chief Search Evangelist from DoFinder, Victor. Victor, say hello to everyone. Give us a little bit more background on who you are and the the five-second pitch of what DoFinder does. We'll get into to more details towards the end, but give us a quick overview of who you are and what DoFinder does. I am Victor from DoFinder. DoFinder is an advanced search solution that allows you to have full control over your e-commerce search experience, helping e-commerces um, achieve their goals. And one of the ways that you hit those goals of driving more revenue is by making on-site search much easier. So I think when most people think of search, they think of Google SEO. Mm -hmm. Veteran e-commerce sellers may think of Amazon search as its own 
specific type of search and, and I call this platform specific SEO. But mm-hmm. what something that maybe if you are say selling LED replacement lights for pickup trucks, you might start to think of it then when you have a, a lot of SKUs, but customers are, are searching for things that are on your, your website and Google's traditionally not the best at that. So you, they need to be able to search on your site. And what makes Google so bad at on-site search for e-commerce? Well, I would say that what, what it makes them so bad to say, to say it that way is that they're not trying to be your site search. Um, Google search and site search, I'd say, are both sides of, of the same coin. Um, both are trying to help you as a user find what you're looking for. Um, Google is trying to take a query and, and distill all the knowledge in the universe, squeeze it and deliver a very easily understandable answer to you um, that very moment while your site search um, is all about delivering usability um, and and keeping control over the experience. That, that I think is, is the keyword here, control, because um, as an e-commerce manager, you can't control what Google search is showing. I mean, you can try, that's what SEO ex- experts are trying to do all the time. There's, would you like a Buddhist analogy or a surfer analogy? Um, Surfer, right? Yeah, let's go surfer. uh... (laughs) So it's almost like you're surfing and you know the tide's coming in. You can't control that tide, but you can try to to ride it as best as you can. And, And if you do it well, you can get a lot of speed. And that's sort of like search engine optimization where you can't control what Google's doing. But if you understand it, you can ride that wave in, but you're really at that, that tide's mercy, just like you're at Google's mercy. Absolutely, absolutely. At the end of the day, you are like um, renting space on Google. You're trying to to keep yourself there as much as possible. That's a very uh, good analogy with, with surfing. Um, but with site search, you own the channel. You can fine tune it uh, with first hand information from your users. And that, that is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that brings up something that we were talking about in, in the green room, which is you'd mentioned that customers or shoppers who search, they tend to spend for the increase their conversion rate by four to eight times. And they tend to increase their AOV as well. Yeah. Is that across the board or are there specific types of sites that benefit from, from that conversion? That is an average across the board, across the board. Um, 30% of users uh, search and out of those who search, they tend to convert way more with, with a higher um, ticket. Um, but obviously, depending on your vertical and depending on your user interface and so on and so forth, um, search is going to be more important to your, to your case than it's going to be either um, more important to you than, than other verticals. For example, I can think of one case where site search wouldn't make much sense to you. Imagine that you only have one product and and you are only selling, I don't know, one type of coffee, Mm -hmm. right? On on the internet, because you are roasting it and that is all you offer and you just, you're just selling that, then it makes no sense for you to pay so much attention to site search. You, You have all the ways to improve your conversion and to improve um, discoverability of your products. But in most other cases, 
site search is going to be really important for you. Does it? Because I think one of the, the biggest conceptions around site search is do you have to have a bunch of SKUs? Or if I'm selling maybe three different flavors of something or, or funny t-shirts, for instance, and I've got maybe 40 different designs, do I still need to, to focus on my, my on-site search? Or is it more for brands and websites that have a ton of SKUs? I would say that um, both the number and the variety of your products are going to give you a very good baseline indicator. Obviously, we need to understand that site search is trying to simplify the process of navigation and discovery. It makes sense that if you have a more varied catalog, um, search is going to help you simplify your navigation and discovery process because there is more, there, there's more to simplify. Right. If you have a very simple website uh, to begin with, um, search is not going to help you that much. But for example, if you, if we come back to the same um, example as before, if if you're only selling one product, one product, but at the same time you have a lot of content um, related to your product. If you have a blog where people can can search for coffee-related content and they use that, you have to care about site search too because not everything is about discovering products it's about discovering your content too okay so let's take a little bit of a, a detour if you you don't mind i know that we teased everyone with these uh increase your sales eight eight times but we're we're, we're gonna have to wait to to get to the really good stuff what type of content should brands be be posting and i love the coffee analogy because most people drink some sort of caffeine they have some sort of caffeine delivery method so if I'm a, a coffee brand or I sell tea, what kinds of things should I be putting on my my blog that could get searched? I'd, I'd love to just hear uh, an example. And, and I'm asking the question in a really long way to give you a little bit of time to, to think about it because I know it's a, a loaded question. But I just think it's so, so fascinating to think of from uh, how to use the product to make sure that they, they get the best experience to even just finding new new types of products and educating customers on it but without taking away from the product page i'm going to to give you an answer that i think is very simple but um it's going to surprise you at the same time i would say post what your users are searching for um with your search you have first-hand information of super long tail keywords where you can know what are they searching for? What do they want to see? Um, obviously, with when you are making your SEO strategy for content, you're using um, tools like SEMrush, um, SEMrush or Ahrefs or Sixtrix or whatever, the ones that, that work for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, but those um, databases don't have the depth that you would have with first-hand information because those super long tail keywords don't appear inside any database. Um, maybe they don't know that your particular users are very interested in into a um, particular kind of coffee. Mm -hmm. Or maybe um, you have to post you have to post uh, support related content, because that is what people are searching for. But at the end of the day, I would say, understand how they're searching for it, understand why they're searching for it understand the keywords that they are using and then you will be able to implement actions that that will allow you to deliver that content and I, the the support related content is such a 
it's such a no-brainer to me. And of course, we've done a, a ton of work with Gorgeous. I think four years ago, I was uh, giving a keynote at the Shopify Support Summit. And one thing that really comes to mind with that is if it's a question that your current customers are asking, potential customers are probably asking it too. Because if your existing customers can't figure it out, you probably want to address that ahead of time because that's probably an object, an objection that somebody wants to, to bust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100% there. And you, you can definitely tackle your shortcomings with communications before the fact. Information is key. And, and I would say that site search is a great source of information to understand your, your um, sales process and, and, and your funnel better. Now let's get to the the real meat and potatoes with the people are are looking for. So what are the best practices when it comes to that site search? So what do merchants need to be doing to boost their average order value and their conversion rates? Well, I would say that from what we have said, understanding your users, understanding what they are looking for and and the queries, the, the specific keywords that they are using, it's really important. So having that information um, very on the forefront of your strategy has to be a priority for you. So you need to know first, how are they searching for the keywords and how is your current search um, answering those questions? Because imagine that you have, I don't know, a sports store, right? And you're selling uh, ping pong paddles and, and, and somebody searches for ping pong paddles and, and they get zero results. Why? It could be because you have indexed um, those ping pong paddles as, I don't know, table tennis rackets. So even if you do have a product, but you don't understand how your potential customers are searching for those, um, you are going to be getting zero results, which is one of the worst user experience that you can have uh, when, when speaking about site search. Um, because 70% um, of those who arrive to a zero result page never come back. They just leave the page and to never return again. With that, that is um, one of the biggest problems that you can have um, when optimizing your site search, not caring about your zero results. And that is because you don't have enough information to know um, where where you have to optimize and then when you have the information that people are searching for ping pong paddles as table tennis uh, or, or or vice versa table tennis rackets or ping pong paddles you can do a hundred things you can set synonyms um, for those two um, queries you can create custom results where you can um, deliver only the products that you want for those specific um, keywords, or I don't know, you could even prioritize certain products over others when, when people are searching for those terms. So you can do a hundred things, but the, the first things um, to do is understand your users, understand how they're searching for your products, and then avoid bad user experience. And zero results are one of those that you definitely don't want to have. What if there is a zero results frequency coming up? Is there any way to make use of that zero results page? Yes, of course. Uh, imagine that you don't have a, the product that they're searching for, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine that you have the same store 
and people are searching for ping pong paddles and you don't sell those. Well, um, I would say that what you have to do is first of all, to know, to have information about how many people are searching for that, for that term. And, um, to question yourself, should I be, um, selling ping pong paddles because, because maybe there is an opportunity there, but, um, the first thing you need to do is to offer, um, related results. Uh, and you can do that the same way that, that we have done the synonym relation or the custom result for the term, um, in the previous example, but you need to know when are you getting zero results? Uh, because what, what I have found out is that, um, most e-commerce managers I talk to have no idea of, of the percentage of searches that return zero results. Um, on average for, um, standard site search, uh, tools, the ones that comes with, um, your, your e-commerce platform, that number is 15% means one in seven searches, um, return zero results, which is crazy. Wow. That's, that's pretty, pretty significant. So now that we, we know what we want to avoid. What are some of the opportunities that come up when we're looking at our search data? Opportunities, um, all of them, I would say, because as I've said before, first-hand information is the only one that, that matters, um, is the one that matters the most because that is what your users are searching for right this moment. So you can, you can check. Um, analysis of your uh, vertical, you can check well, what other people are saying, but at the end of the day, what your users are searching for right now should be your main focus, right? Because that is what it's going to give you a short term boost in your revenue. So, um, having information for your current, um, current searches, having information on, uh, what products are there, are, are they clicking, um, what products are others searching for, but you don't have inside your catalog, what products they are searching for, but you are not showing because maybe you don't have, um, a, a good, um, site search, um, solution. So I would say that opportunities are there, but you need to have the information to take advantage of them. I think that that's a, a really nice segue into transitioning into what the future is with all the, the data collection. So what do you think the future of on-site search is? I would say that we're now on the verge of all the buzzwords like AI and machine learning and, and all those terms that sounded like sci-fi a few years ago, um, they are becoming a reality as of right now. Um, for example, we, we have AI search solution right now in the market that is able to collect all the information of a user and deliver personalized results. And I think that is, that's, that's going to increase exponentially during the, the next years. Personalization, that is something that the giants of, of e-commerce are always doing and that have been doing for years, but now that is accessible to medium e-commerce and small e-commerces all around the world for very little money. So I think that is, um, going to, to be a huge leap, um, not only in, in terms of, um, quality of results, but also in, in terms of quality of life for e-commerce managers, because you are not going to 
have to spend as much money optimizing your search because that is that is going to be done um, on the back end of your solution because it's going to take all the information uh, where are they looking uh, how are they moving their mouses the keywords are they using where are they clicking and they're going to be delivering personalized results for that specific session following that same um, logic voice search and virtual reality are probably the next two um, the next two technologies that are around the corner um, passing artificial intelligence we know that virtual reality is having a huge impact in verticals like architecture and, and interior design but I think through the next five to ten years we're going to be seeing a, a, a much broader adoption of those technologies in order to mimic so to say um, the retail experience well, that's something that i think is really coming up with a lot of virtual merchandising which is great when you you first walk in it's like walking into a store but if customers can't find what they're really coming there to buy it, it doesn't matter i mean think, think of a hardware store when you walk in and you see all the latest smart home new tech but really what you want is some washers for your toilet that way in the back the packaging hasn't been updated since the 1980s but it doesn't matter you just need to be able to find it because you have such a specific need for that product yeah and and hardware stores know know that because they have been doing it for years that is why you can find at least one people per ale uh, so you can ask them directly hey where can i find this small screw that i'm looking for so even the smallest thing can be solved because they have in-person search from the the workers of, of the appliance store or, or the hardware store yeah and i think that's a uh, a nice little segue to tell us a little bit more about do finder where can we find you and just really who who should be checking you out if they if you, if you describe them and someone says, hey, that's me, where, where can people find DoFinder? Well, DoFinder is an advanced search solution that allows you to take control of your e-commerce search experience. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have an e-commerce, um, go to DoFinder.com. It can be installed in less than five minutes, no code required. And it works with all e-commerce platforms, regardless of, of how they're built. And um, you will be able to do things like advanced filters, smart suggestions, uh, manage synonyms, get real-time statistics, and, and a lot more. So head to dofinder.com for a free 30-day trial if you if you have site search-related problems or if you want to improve the conversion of your store. Wow, so many great nuggets to unpack in that interview. Most importantly, you should from now on ensure that nobody is getting a zero results page this is the perfect opportunity to find other products to sell them in your existing catalog as well as the customer development opportunities anytime somebody lands on a so-called no results page on what you should be including in your store new products to launch new blog posts to write new support articles to create based on those search results if you didn't catch it, high SKU stores are going to need search quite a lot more than low SKU stores. But low SKU stores with blogs that need relevant search content to come to the top are going to still benefit from this.
I think you can imagine what the future of on-site search is going to look like across typing, voice, virtual reality, and any other way people can search and discover your products from your own site, not just from Google, but from your own site, your own first-party data. Right? That is it from me, Derek Haney, in this episode. Again, if you are looking for an on-site search solution, if you're looking to increase average order value and conversion rate, if you know that your customers or you think that they're hitting this no results page, if you're worried that your search terms are confusing, convoluting, there's com common spelling mistakes, etc., check out DoFinder at ecomtech.link forward slash DoFinder. That is E-C-O-M-T-E-C-H dot link, L-I-N-K forward slash do finder d-o-o-f-i-n-d-e-r if you enjoyed this episode we would appreciate a five-star review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to for the show notes of this episode you can head over to ecomtech.link forward slash podcast thank you again to lucas walker from rolled up podcast network for guest hosting this episode lucas is amazing highly recommend you check out his podcast and as always i will see you next time.